Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where personal finance is about the person, not the numbers, and budget isn't a four-letter word anymore. Here's your co-host and certified professional financial coach, Jillie Manuel. Well, hello, hello, Fiscal Fitness family. How are you? This is Coach Jill here, lead financial coach with Fiscal Fitness, and I am excited to be hopping on. I wanted to jump in here and chat with you all a little bit talking about getting ready for the holidays, all of the sales and shopping that is about to begin. I have definitely already seen this with so many clients over the last few weeks because Prime Day hit us in October and it kind of kicked off the holiday shopping season a little bit early. So I really wanted to dive into this just to talk to you a little bit about the psychology of sales, the marketing that's coming our way, emotionally based spending that's really going to be triggering a lot of us, making us very apt to spend maybe more than we would normally plan to this time of year. So let's dive right in. If you're catching this live in the Fiscal Fitness Money Group, I would love it if you would say hi, drop me a comment, let me know that you're here. If you're catching this later on the podcast, hello, thanks so much for listening. And if you're not already in the Facebook group, I'm going to invite you to come on over and join us in the Fiscal Fitness Money Facebook group. It's where we really try to engage with all of our community, answer questions, post important financial information, and it's where all of the podcasts are done live as a Facebook Live first, and then we just pull the audio out and we use that on the podcast later. So you get all of the good content first if you're in the group. Uh, All right, so again, for today's topic, as we're diving in, I really want to talk about emotional spending, spending triggers, and really just giving you a few tools to help you get ready for the holidays. This time of year tends to be one of the most expensive times of the year for a lot of people. It's when there are a ton of festivities happening, uh, all within a really relatively short period of time, and we can often get swept away by all of the fun, the traditions, the expectation maybe of family and friends, and we also get tempted by all of the sales and amazing marketing that is about to be every place that we turn. So this year, the spending sprees actually started a little bit earlier because Prime Day was pushed until October. So normally, we start seeing the sales in November around Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all of the sales really continue through the new year, giving us all that nudge or that little friendly push to make our purchases. This year, we have a whole another like month and a half almost of spending since Prime Day was at the beginning of October. So it really extended this shopping season and it can make it so that it's even more complex or more complicated for us to keep track of what we've purchased, keep track of what we're spending, know where we're at when it comes to getting ready for the holidays. I know that there's already been you know, a lot of clients that have told me I've been shopping for months, I have a bunch of things already, but maybe they like don't really know exactly what they have saved already, what they've already purchased or how much they've spent on it. And we still have two more months to go with all of these sales coming. So it can really start to spiral and get out of control if we don't have a good game plan for it. 
So I want all of you to be really prepared for it, really prepared for the sales that are coming, for the shopping that might be about to happen, and not only from a financial standpoint, but also from an emotional standpoint, so that you don't get swept up in all of the excitement of it and then only come to regret maybe the shopping that happened when it comes January and you're figuring out how much money really went out the door. So I want to talk a little bit about the psychology of sales and marketing because it's really going to be directed at you in a very big way. It's already happened, but the sales that we see around this time of year, they tend to have this like too good to pass up feeling where we feel this really great sense of urgency or pressure to buy now, right? So a lot of the big sales that are coming are going to be promoted, advertising that you want to act quickly because the deal's going to end soon. Amazon is great at this where they have the 24 hour or eight hour window and they show the clock counting down on when the sale's going to end. It really creates this sense of urgency for you to hurry up and add it to the cart and purchase now. And when we're making decisions in that sort of frenzied or anxious place where we're like, oh my gosh, I got to hurry now. I'm running out of time. That's when we start to make decisions that are more emotionally based and not necessarily grounded in a place of certainty and confidence that the decision that we're making is really the one that best serves us, that best you know, serves the shopping purposes that we're there for and all of that. They're also going to have, you know, advertisements that will show you the stock is limited. Only X amount of these left. Hurry, time is running out. All of these things are done in marketing to get us to react quickly, to get us to jump on the opportunity, jump on that sale. We don't want to think or wait too long because we might miss out. It will also tell us things like, order now or shipping will be delayed or shipping will be much longer so that we feel this need or this urgency around making the purchase because we're being sort of triggered into this scarcity mindset of it's not going to be there or I'm going to miss this opportunity. I'll have to wait forever. I'll have to wait until next year before I see a sale this good again. All of these sort of subconscious thoughts are going through our mind because it's triggered directly through that marketing that we're seeing everywhere that we're going to turn. So like I said, it already has started in October with Prime Day. It's just going to continue as the months go on, leading through the end of the year. And it can really cause you to you know, push that buy button, buy quickly, and not really have thought through what that purchase was for, if you really needed it, if it was the best thing that you wanted, if it was actually even a good deal, because they will sometimes market things in a way that we think is a great price and it's maybe almost the same price that it always is anyway. So let's kind of talk about, you know, all of this, the sales coming up. Um, I am definitely not saying that it is a bad thing to participate in these sales. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't shop on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. I absolutely try to take advantage of sales also. What I want you to do though is to do your research, to be prepared for it, to know what you're shopping for, to know for sure that it really is a good deal and that you're sticking to the budget that you have for yourself so that you can feel really good about every purchase that you've made and feel really good about the way you got through the holidays. So 
The thing that I find that gets, you know, a little bit dangerous when it comes to shopping in this season is that if we go into it without an actual plan of attack, you can really find yourself making a lot of other purchases that maybe you didn't originally plan for. You might find yourself justifying the purchase or giving yourself permission to put it on a credit card. You might be thinking, it's okay, I'll figure it out later. It's on a really good, you know, good price right now, or I'm stocking up now on all of this while it's on sale, even though it's maybe gonna cause you to overdraft your bank account or land on a credit card that you'll have to figure out how to pay for later. So we don't want you to stray too far from your list or to go into this holiday shopping season also giving yourself a lot of flexibility of I'm buying for myself, I'm buying for my house, I'm buying for the holidays. I want you to be really strategic when it comes to holiday shopping and know exactly who you're buying for, what you're buying, what budget you're sticking to. And then if you do choose to get other things, you're very aware of it or consciously making that decision in the moment. So you know, this is something that's outside of my shopping list, but I know how I'm going to pay for it and I know what its purpose is, okay? The one thing that I really like to remind my clients of is that shopping and actually making the purchase should feel very neutral. And this is the time of year where shopping, again, it feels that frenzied feeling, that excitement, that urgency. If you are feeling that, that is a really big red flag that this is an emotionally triggered spending decision. And I want you to be aware of it, be able to acknowledge it, and really try to think through that decision more thoroughly because it should not feel emotional. It should feel very neutral. So, what you know what i'm wanting to demonstrate is that sometimes we will physically feel almost like we're riding a roller coaster there will be this thrill of the purchase where it's like you're kind of flying really high it feels very thrilling there is this release of dopamine that we experience when we make a purchase and really if you've done the research if you're making the purchase from a really well-grounded uh, well thought through place that you know you have the money there for it, you really won't feel that level of excitement or thrill in the moment that you're making the purchase. You can feel excited about the thing that you're getting, but actually you would feel more excited when the item actually arrives or when you get to go on the trip that you just booked or whatever the case may be, but not that crazy thrill in the moment of purchasing. If you're feeling that while you're making the purchase, that's usually a sign that it is an emotionally driven decision. And that's one of the red flags to say like, okay, wait a second, am I getting triggered here? Is this really what I wanna be doing? Am I justifying things, making excuses for things, hoping that it's going to work out? That's just a reminder for you to really acknowledge it when you're feeling that sort of thrill of the purchase. Conversely, you might feel a pit in the bottom of your stomach, right? Like if you're making a purchase and like hoping or wishing and like trying to think like, I think it's gonna work out, I think it's fine, I really wanted to do this, so I'm going to do it now. If you feel that stomach clenching or the knot in your belly, that is another sign that it is an emotionally driven decision and your body is actually signaling you to say like, hold up, something's not right here, 
Making a purchase should not feel emotional. Whether high or low, it really shouldn't. It should feel very neutral in the moment of the purchase. And so I want to just really point that out so that you're aware of it and you can sort of begin to recognize that while you're making your purchases this season. And hopefully for life, the more that you begin to acknowledge it and recognize it, the easier it gets to acknowledge when you're making an emotional decision. And so you can kind of like say, okay, I'm gonna step back. I need to wait a minute, I need to take a break, maybe sleep on this for a little bit just to make sure this is what I want to do, rather than make the purchase, have that thrill of the dopamine spike, and then feel regret or feel buyer's remorse after the fact, okay? So there are a few different ways that we, you know, sort of approach purchasing and there's two different emotions, I would say, like to the same decision-making process. So let's kind of go through this. So let's just say that there's an item that you've been thinking about purchasing or something that you've been wanting for a while. Maybe you've had it in the back of your head for a long time. You've been thinking how much you would love to have this thing or maybe gift it to someone, whatever the case may be. And when you see it go on sale, you act very quickly to grab it while the price is good. Now, if you've prepared for this purchase, making that purchase from a place of being financially grounded, you should really know in the moment that you're making the purchase exactly how you're going to pay for it. You would know I've either got all of the money already sitting in savings and I can just use that to pay for it, or you know on a conscious level what you're giving up in order to purchase this thing right now because there's always a trade-off Right? We can't have everything in the world that we want all in the same moment. We have to usually pick and choose which thing comes first, second, third, what the trade-off is going to be, what we might put on the back burner for a little bit if we really want something else more urgently. So making a financially grounded decision, you know exactly what the answer is to all of those things in the moment you're making the purchase. You are not doing mental math. You are not doing guesswork when you're making the purchase. You're not hoping or wishing it's going to work out. You actually have looked at your money and you know where it's coming from in order to pay for the thing. So you can actually make this very quick purchasing decision and feel good about it because you know that the money is there for it. Now let's look at this from the opposite side, the emotionally based decision where you've maybe, again, you've been thinking about making this purchase, it's something you've been wanting for a long time, and the decision-making process doesn't actually involve a clear plan for payment, right? So in this scenario, you might be thinking about something, wishing for it, you see it go on sale, and you feel that urgency to make the purchase now, you are feeling fear that if you don't act quickly, you're going to miss the opportunity, and then you might never get this thing. Right? Or you will have to wait for who knows how long until the next great sale comes around. You will make the purchase not really clearly knowing how you're going to pay for it, but kind of hoping or wishing, like justifying that, oh, it's all going to work out. It'll be fine. I'll figure it out. I'm going to get a bonus. We're going to get a tax return. Like there's all of this sort of justification process in the back of your mind when you're making the purchase. And so you kind of talk yourself into it, right? So they're two very different energies or two very different mental processes that go towards making that decision. 
In these two scenarios, there's a different vis visceral and physical response happening also while you're making the purchase. In that second scenario, when you're feeling really excited or you're you know, justifying it, you actually will feel that thrill or rush while making the purchase. And it, this same thrill is not actually there when you make a decision from a place of financial certainty. So I know this sounds weird and people will say like, well, shouldn't you be able to be excited by the things that you buy? And the answer is yes, yes, absolutely. You should be able to be excited for a purchase that you're making or for a trip that you're booking. But there's a different sort of driving energy behind that excitement. When you're feeling that excitement in the moment of purchase and it's this like thrill of the roller coaster, that dopamine spike that hits you, what is really interesting is that you actually will feel the thrill in the moment of purchase and then it goes away very quickly and you don't even feel excited about it oftentimes when the item actually arrives. It's very interesting. As opposed to making the purchase from a place of financial certainty and feeling really grounded, you don't usually feel that same spike of dopamine, but you feel much more appreciation or excitement for the item when it actually arrives or when you actually get to use it. They've actually done studies on people showing that when they're using purchasing and doing so in an emotional way to sort of get that thrill, that people will order things and leave it for days, weeks, months, never opened, never used, like you're not excited about it anymore because the excitement you felt was that immediate dopamine spike that you were getting while you were making the purchase. So I just want you guys to be really, really aware of this and begin to acknowledge or recognize if there is some of that body sensation, that emotional sensation happening that's driving the decision. If there's a knot in the pit of your stomach, that's really another sign that this decision is emotionally driven. It's likely going to cause you buyer's remorse if you're feeling that already. So you should not be making purchasing decisions in this moment. This is a really clear sign that you need to step away. Maybe put the item in your cart, but decide to sleep on it or set a deadline for yourself that, hey, I have to wait 24 hours or 48 hours. And if I still feel like I really want it after this time, now I can move ahead with it. But you don't want to get caught up in that rush, that frenzy of excitement. And then afterwards, feel really bad about it, feel guilty, question if it was the right thing, feel regret, buyer's remorse, all of that. It can be a really self-destructive way to handle your money. And that's one of the things that I really want you to be able to recognize in yourself, whether you're feeling a positive or negative body response, and that if you're feeling either way, you're going to take a moment to step away from things, breathe, not get caught back up in the frenzy of it, and really make sure that it's a decision you want to move forward with. Spending money should actually be very neutral. So we want you to have the excitement of when you get to use the thing, enjoy it, all of that, but not that excitement in the moment of the actual transaction itself. Okay, so now that you know how to recognize your body signals about whether or not you're making an emotionally driven decision or a financially like grounded decision, I want to talk a little bit about how to prepare for all of the shopping and the sales that are coming up for the holidays. 
If you have not yet begun already, like now is absolutely the time to do it. We've only got two more months to go. Um, so the first thing is very, very simple. You'll probably hear it all the time, but make a list. This really helps so much. You really do wanna get very organized. Make a list written down somewhere, whether it's on an app, on a notepad, on a spreadsheet, whatever it is that you use to help keep things organized. List out everyone that you likely could be making purchases for or any needs that you might have through the holiday season. I want it all written down. Think about your immediate family, your extended family, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers. If you shop for any service providers or for teachers, for example, if you're going to buy stockings above and beyond like the gifts for individual people, stocking stuffers and fillers, all of that, if you are going to be attending parties or hosting something at your house, of course, these might be a little bit different this year because of COVID, maybe it's not happening quite so much, but some people will still absolutely be doing some smaller gatherings, maybe something more intimate. So really try to think through what all of these different things are. Also, if you might be buying new decor for the holidays, that's always another category. If you're buying cards, wrapping paper, tape, bows, like all of these little things tend to add up and we usually forget about all of them except for maybe those really big gifts that we are very consciously aware of that we're shopping for. So make the list of all the different people or categories, reasons that you might have to shop or spend money this holiday season. And then once you have your list, I want you to begin jotting down the ideas that you have for each individual on the list, right? When, with those ideas, I want you to get a price guesstimate. So a rough price idea, a rough budget of how much each of those things will be. If you're buying teacher gifts, do you plan to spend $10 or $25? If you're shopping for your kids, is it a $100 limit or is it a $1,000 limit? Like, is there some sort of price in place and how much are the things on that list? What do they actually cost? So you can truly see the sum of everything that you kind of have in your head that you're considering purchasing. Once you have all of those prices written down, I want you to total everything up. This is the hardest part. I promise you it is likely going to be much higher than what you imagined in your head. I do this every year and every single time I'm like, dang it, I thought I was so close. And it's always more than what I thought. And that's really why this process is so important because we very often underestimate the amount of shopping or spending that we're going to do around this time of year. We tend to sort of gloss over or discount all of the little things because we believe that they're very small or insignificant in comparison to the bigger things. So we kind of ignore them or forget about them when in fact they really tend to add up quickly. So we will sort of, you know, write down maybe the main gifts for people, the big things that we know we're going to buy, but we don't write down the little things or we'll not include the stocking stuffers because we tell ourselves, oh, it's only going to be 20 bucks. When in fact, if you're buying for a bunch of different people, it could be a hundred dollars. Same with teacher gifts or little things like that where we think, oh, it's just a small thing. And then once we start actually purchasing or thinking it through, we realize that either there's more people involved or the things that we wanted cost more than what we had planned for. 
Also, if we don't make this list and have a plan together, it actually puts more pressure on us to do something quickly at the last minute. And that usually will result in us doing what is like the easy thing and the easy thing oftentimes costs us more money. So it might be that we didn't really think through who we were shopping for, what we were getting for them. And so we're feeling urgency or panic in the moment of like, oh my gosh, I forgot, I need to get teacher gifts or I'm going to see my hairstylist and I always like to give something around the holidays or we're going to a friend's house and I forgot to get something to bring over for them. And so it usually results in us maybe grabbing a gift card in the cashier's lane and spending $25 when we would have otherwise spent 10, for instance, okay? So really we want to have that plan so that we're not in this moment of like last minute shopping, feeling a bit of urgency, feeling like we have so much going on that we don't have the energy or the mental bandwidth to like really think through it. I want you doing this all well in advance so that when it comes down to crunch time, you're not so worried about it. You've got it kind of figured out. So start with a list that I went over above. Okay, make your list, jot down the ideas you have for each person, get the price next to each of those items so you can see what everything's going to cost, total it all up. And then once you've totaled everything, you're likely going to be shocked by how many hundreds of dollars more your list is than what you thought it was in your head then you're going to have to be prepared to go back through it and cut some things out. So when I do this, the first thing that I think about is like, who typically asks me for gift ideas? Like grandparents, aunts and uncles, sisters and brothers. There are usually some people in our life that are like, oh, what do you want for the holidays? Or what do your kids want for the holidays? Start moving some of those things onto a list that you can give to them for ideas. So it's not something that you yourself are going to purchase, but it's something that you're going to put on your wish list, if you will, for your family if they're going to be asking for gift ideas. You may or may not get all of those things, but hey, it's out there and it's off of your list, so that's a good thing, okay? Then I really want you to think about what you're trying to create for the holidays, right? So really get very clear on what's important for you as you're preparing for the holidays. You know, oftentimes we have sort of a set of expectations that either we place on ourselves or our family and tradition has placed upon us, but really think through what is important to you around the holiday time. What are you trying to create for your family, for your loved ones? Um, is it important to you to have a certain, you know, number of presents or a volume of presents? Do you just want to purchase one or two things for someone that's you know very meaningful to them? Really sort of get clear on what is important to you in that sort of sense. Um, think about if you find yourself just adding everything to the list that you can think of because this is the time to buy it. And, and why is that? You know, um, Are you being strategic with what you want to buy or are you just kind of buying because that's what you do this time of year? Um, also think about if you are adding more things to your list because each person needs to have the same number of items or the same dollar amount spent on them, that oftentimes is something that we like mentally will default to, but it doesn't always make a lot of sense. So just because you spend $100 on one person doesn't mean you have to spend $100 on someone else, okay? <coughs> Pardon me. Um, 
Also, just really think through if the things on your list are actually items that are going to be loved and enjoyed, or are they going to just be things that you're purchasing just for the sake of giving something, and they might just wind up in someone's closet or drawer, and they're never going to come back out again. You want to know that if you are gift-giving, you want it to be something that really is going to be valued, is going to be used. The weird thing is that if you're buying simply for the sake of buying or giving someone something, and it's not something that they would actually value or use, they feel a lot of guilt about it rather than feeling the appreciation and love. They maybe feel you know, guilty that they don't love it so much or guilty that they're not using it. You're feeling bad because they don't seem excited about it. So it's not worth just buying for the sake of buying. You really wanna go into it knowing is this something worthwhile that I'm purchasing and I'm giving for the right reasons? Or is it better just to spend quality time with this person and create memories? Those things are really great too. And especially this year when we've had so much disconnection from people, simply making a phone call or sending a card or setting up a Zoom call, anything where you can create connection with someone that maybe you haven't had connection with, could be even more meaningful than buying a gift. So just know that you don't have to spend money to make the holidays feel really special and meaningful. All right, if ever there was a year where it was going to be easy to have conversations around setting boundaries around the holidays and around gift shopping and gift giving, this is probably it. Right, This year should be so much easier than probably any other to have conversations about scaling back, keeping things simple, and it's just because of the state of things. We're in a pandemic. Everyone's kind of simplified, I think, and um, it's a really good time for you to maybe set some new expectations for the holidays or create some new traditions in your families. Um, the, Couple last things as you're making your list, I wanna make sure that on there you have extra budgeted for additional food. Typically we're buying more than what we normally would or different things. Our grocery bill can add up or be a couple hundred dollars more than what it normally would be. Especially if you're hosting at your house, it could be $500 more depending on how many days you're having people over, how many people you're having. So plan some additional for food, decor, cards, family pictures if you get those done, any donations that you're making at the end of the year. There's always so many opportunities to give back, whether it's you know, the giving tree or toys for tots or just charitable giving that you like to do at the end of the year. So make sure that that is put into the budget. And also always budget a little bit extra for just miscellaneous who knows what. I feel like there's always things that come up that we, no matter how much we plan or prepare for, we wind up with something extra anytime it comes to the holidays or to travel. This is very common. So just give yourself a little extra wiggle room, a little bit more in your budget than what you think, simply because that's very likely to happen. Last thing that I wanted to just go over with you guys is that when it comes to all of those sales that are about to come, really try to do your research in advance. There are some great browser extensions that you can use. Um, I use Honey or Camel, Camel, Camel on Amazon. It really lets you know if you actually are getting the best price. 
Um, it's very common this time of year for retailers to actually increase pricing so they can slash it and make it look like you're getting a really great deal when in fact it might be the same price that it always is. Sometimes it's even more than what it normally is, but it looks like it's a sale and so we feel pulled to buy it. So I really want you to do your research in advance and not be swayed by the marketing tactics, but know for sure, yes, this is something I want, it's something I value, it's something the person I'm purchasing it for is really going to love, and I know I'm getting a good price on it. This will really help you to go into this holiday season feeling prepared, feeling in control, and enter the new year feeling financially good. All right? So I hope that this was helpful for you guys, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. Bye-bye. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website, www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. And please join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash fiscalfitnessmoney. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.